1: Hello once again, and welcome to the Recovery Hour. This is Bill and Tanisha, and as always, do we have a treat for you. I know I've said it a million times, but I haven't lied yet. So for me, that's incredible for my lying record, and as well as for everybody that's going to get an opportunity to hear this. But before we get off to the cosmos, I would be remiss if I first didn't shout out to our sponsors, the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national initiative, but has been adopted here in Rockdale County the purpose of which is to reduce the number of people in jails that have mental health or substance use disorders or that feel like us on the inside or the outside. And, and, you know, also I'd like to shout out to our fearless leader, the tip of the spear, Commissioner Doreen Williams. And I'd also like to shout out to one of my heroes, Mona Franklin with the Rockdale Coalition. I I just want to say to everybody out there, I know these are trying times for some of us, and I know there are trying moments, even in our best times, but I just want everybody to know that there are people out here that are fighting the good fight. I'm talking about people out here that their are singular efforts in combination with partnerships, and they are creating partnerships that, that are changing the world that we live in. And I know that the world's a big place. And sometimes when we look at the world and we think of what's going on and we've got pandemics and we got all different kinds of things that are kind of permeating our entire societies, sometimes we we become disheartened. Sometimes we become like, just like, wow, man, what next? But I just want y'all to know that there are some levels that things are getting better. And there are some people that that haven't given up. There are some people that, that are pushing the ball forward. There are some people that are organizing, and, and there are some people that are doing some things. They're making some moves. And, and those people that happen to be our bosses. <laughs> and, and with that being said, as my boss always says to me, Bill, be ambitious. Now, at first I didn't know what that meant. Now I know what it means. That's why whatever time it is, go to work. So, with that being said, I just want to thank. Also, I want to thank all of our listeners, everybody out there in radio land, even the people in Germany. We were looking at our stuff, and I see that we have listeners all across the world. And sometimes, when you put a message out there, a lot of people do it for a lot of different reasons. Some people do it for ratings. Some people do it for likes or clicks or whatever. Um, some of us are putting the messages out there so that anyone, anywhere can hear them, feel them, experience them, use them, and it will make our lives better. It'll make our our paths easier to traverse in even in trying times. But anyway, so all of that being said, (laughs) today, yay, and the crowd goes wild. We have Latrinda George with us today. Now you might say, who is Latrenda George? I've had the Latrenda (laughs) George experience. She's an author, executive recruiter, transformational coach. She's a mother. She's a hero. She's a champion. She's all of those things, yeah. and and she's also I have the privilege of calling her my friend. Um, you know, just man, Latrinda. We want to thank you for being here today, and I want to you want you to introduce yourself. But when the people hear your voice, they're going to say, "Oh, wow, he's right." Being said, Latrinda, do you want to introduce yourself? And tell the people why you're here with us today.
2: Well, my name's Latrinda George. It is an honor to be in Bill's presence. It's such a pleasure to be on the show today. I just want to talk about who I am and how I serve others and show up for the community. Um, I'm an author, as Bill said. I wrote the book, Download Your Truth for to Living Within, and that's on Amazon. And I also, the recent author just put a new thing out when Bill called me up and he got his hands on it. Oh, he said, "Latrena, <laughs> I need to have you on the show." And what Bill asked for, Bill gets. Oh so man. My recent project was "Think the Best, Let Go of the Rest," which is a journal of affirmations that I put out, uh, really to answer the call. Um, me writing that project, putting that together was all about the youth and mental health. I wanted to put something out. I sat there and I've listened to the youth. I've listened to what's going on and what has occurred during the pandemic. And just listen to people. I'm the type of person. I'm, I'm in your conference call. I'm there and I'm taking it all in. and inside, I'm thinking of solutions. And I think a lot of things started to deal with individuals and um, in the way we think about things. So that's what taught me to do that. I said, what well, would I have wanted as a youth? And that's yeah. what I produce. So I, I do that. I work with Black Drug Free Coalition with Mona Franklin, as she mentioned, sure. the great Mona. And um, I love serving and helping in the community. So that's been a pleasure to work with her as a community liaison, um, really a youth leader helping them, giving them a platform for their voice in the community. And um, I'm also a executive recruiter. And, and one of the things I like about the things I have chosen to work and do that I'm drawn to is all about sharing with other people, uplifting people and encourage them that they can have what they desire in life.
1: Wow, that's some really good stuff. And that's honorable and admirable as well. I, um, you know, Latrinda, I want to go back, way back, and not as far back for you as it was for me, but, Mm -hmm. you know, you're very purposeful, and and I'm not, right, and so I'm sort of like an accidental tourist, (laughs) but I still get the privilege of being on the ride, you know, so when when did you, let's go back to the beginning, when you were a little
2: girl, little Latrinda, when you were little, when you were a little girl, what did you want to be when you grew up? I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Actually, I wanted to be an interior decorator. Actually, I wanted to decorate the most beautiful homes, uh, travel the world, learning different cultures, and bringing them into people's living spaces.
1: Wow, that's powerful. And, and you are decorating the world. So, I mean, you kind of inspired instead of yeah. home, going for the whole world. But, um, you know, and, and it's amazing the effect that our environments and that our cultural influences have on propelling us toward our destinies. You know what I mean? And 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 for those listeners that know, or those that don't know, I grew up in very challenging situations. So I remember being a little boy and my first aspirations were I wanted to be James Cagney. I wanted to be a gangster. I wanted to be, you know what I mean? And, and, well, man, because where I came from, everybody was wilding and everybody was doing that, or that was the most attractive thing that I saw or the thing that was closest to me. And those were the, that was the, uh, the demographic that kind of educated me. That's unfortunate, fortunate today because God has turned it around. But for 50 years of my life, it was extremely unfortunate and challenging. So um, let me ask you a question. What do you think are some of the things that were put into you as a, a little girl that are foundational to who you are today? Because I know we got a lot of parents listening. We got a lot of people listening and we got some new parents, right? Because I, as I trudged the road to happy destiny, I realized that these may be challenging times, but people are having babies, and, and people are sitting in my classes in recovery, and they're getting ready to have babies. And, and there's something very powerful that needs to happen in the realm of coaching for young mothers uh, that that is foundational. So I want to ask you, what do you think are some of the things that were invested into you, either from your parents or from your uh, your native group that are foundational to you today?
2: I think some of the things that was very important for my father, he was always an entrepreneur. So I, I watched him live in freedom to do what he wanted to do when he wanted to do it. I also learned hard work from him. You know, when you're running your own business, you got to know everything inside out. So I think as a child, one thing they build an inner confidence in myself is okay that everyone may not agree with you, but go for what you want in life, it's your life. My mom always said, it is your life to live how you want to live and to be remembered how you choose to be remembered. And so those things was powerful. And I remember just older elders in the community in my neighborhood, would always call me the little businesswoman, right? Because I was a kid with the lemonade stands and all those different things. And so they really encouraged me to do things differently. Okay, I didn't have to be, when you had the career day, I remember how the teachers, you, you know, you said like, a, you know, a nurse, all the policemen, of policeman, all this stuff. But I used to live in the neighborhood with all these people that had these professions and as a child, I used to observe others. I used to watch people so much, and like, do I really want that life? And I think me learning at a young age of what I didn't want helped me to gravitate towards what I do want.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, um, and that's very powerful. Um, I know that. Um, also, as I was looking at your. Extensive resume. Um, uh, I see that you got a specialization in spiritual counseling. Yes. And, and so um, because for me, the spiritual foundation of my program and the spiritual principles that I aspire to live by today are, are the only reason why. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I stay in the transition of recovery. I, I see a lot of people that come in and they say, Man, i want to help or I want to change or whatever. And then they they go into programs or whatever. And then afterwards, obviously there's a lot of work you have to put into maintaining and learning and growing in the in that. But I see people they get a little complacent. Uh complacency is the enemy of recovery. And then I notice they go back. So for me, um when accountability or criminal accountability stopped being the reason why I stayed. You know, initially it was a nudge from a judge and then it was, well, I don't want to go back to prison. It was what I didn't want to do. And then that evolved into what I want to do or or what I should do or would do. And that is really based on spiritual principles. So I know I was in a workshop at the Georgia school uh, with Sandy Queen about spirituality And there is this big uh, ongoing thing for people coming into the program, people coming into AA and NA or 12 step programs and different things. And when they get to that part, where they say the God, just the word God, and of my understanding, a lot of people hit a roadblock. And I try to explain to people the difference and the intersection between spirituality and religion, right? And, and, you know, religion obviously is based on doctrine and spirituality is based on the thing that's inside the skin you're in, right? Yes. And I hope I didn't lose you.
2: Yes. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes.
1: Okay. And, and spirituality is based on the thing that's inside the skin you're in. And at least that's my perception and my perception of how to feed that thing, what that thing inside my skin, how it works. And, and, um. What what makes it happy? And happy is just, for lack of a better word, what makes it peaceful? What gives it serenity? What makes it not be at war with me and everything around it? What makes it not carnivorous? What makes it, and those spiritual principles apply there. So let me ask you a question. How did you get into the realm of spiritual coaching?
2: Well, there, I grew up in church. However, very intuitive person, a great gift of discernment. Um, I watched how people were turned away from church. I watched how different people in the pulpit turned their words and terminology around that could push people away. And I knew in myself that I had an inner compass, which I still refer to as God, but some people get caught up on the word because of things that happen around them concerning religion yes but when you really understand your great understanding where spirituality is understand your spirit your body and your mind and how all those things work together we've all been through something say you forgot something and you're doing something and all of a sudden something reminds you oh it's over there and you go get it right it's You have an inner compass and if we learn to listen to your body, that's the part of spirituality. I believe when I wake up, like I said this morning, when I take the kids to school, I I repeat nine times, I am perfect for this day. I'm telling myself, I'm putting it out there in the universe that I am perfect for this day. So no matter what happens, good things, bad things, I'm already equipped to handle this challenge and knowing that part of spirituality if hitting that challenge involves someone else they will be moved to call me or interact with me i will call them and they will answer that's a part of spirituality you know you are safe you know you are protected you know you are guided
1: yes and provided
2: for you know yes
0: yes because your
2: spirit does not lead you astray you
0: lead you astray it is our extreme pleasure to have such strong community partners such as viewpoint health to join us in our journey to recovering individuals as well as systems and procedures Viewpoint Health offers an array of services and resources for individuals with mental health challenges, substance use challenges, as well as intellectual and developmental disabilities. To connect with them, please visit their website at www.myviewpointhealth.org. Or you can call 678-209-2411. Yes, go ahead and preach, then. Yes, you know, and
1: and what I think is interesting about what you said, and this is a tip to all of our listeners, and, and you know, it's like this is a buffet. You don't have to eat everything and you can leave it if you want to. However, one of the things that I practice that obviously is in common with what you practice, and I've spoken to some experts, and this is something that they really suggest, strongly suggest is what you do in the first 20 minutes Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of your day can guide what happens to you through your whole day, especially if what you do in that first 20 minutes is is positive and is foundational to to your aspiration of belief, your spiritual principles, and your foundation. And, And for me, it's all about conscious contact, and and it's about serving, and it's about making sure that I'm not carrying dead weight or or negatives from yesterday, and, and, you know, doing that inventory and, and being grateful for me, foundationally, I am grateful. I mean, I'm grateful on this level, and you said something just a moment, a go and what's funny about it is yesterday, I was said the very same thing in a class that I was teaching, you know, when I lose something and in this stage of my development <laughs> that happens more frequently than it used to. But when I lose something, if I am in a positive state of mind, first of all, it it's less impactful. It used to be a crisis If I just lost my key. Right. And and all of that whole adrenaline and all of the, all that brain activity and all of that went off the hook, which made it more counterproductive for me to find whatever I was looking for, because I was in a frenzy and I was separated spiritually because I was all doing it all myself right then. Uh, I'm throwing stuff up in the air trying to find it. And today I'm in a different state internally. So today when I lose something, I seek peace in that moment. Yes. Do not let that be the dominant experience of my life because God is the dominant experience. Gratitude is the dominant experience. And whatever I lost, not the end of the world yet. So, and as I, as I search for it, today, I have a whole different internal perspective that's taking place. Mm -hmm. It's not frantic. And and believe me, I lose some things that I really need to have right now. Plus, I lose some things that I just had in my hand. So so as a result of that, this is a common occurrence. I lose my glasses, and I don't have them on, so I can't see to find them. So (laughs) that's some interesting (laughs) stuff, right? And you really have to calm yourself, but but this is what's bigger, and this is in reference to what you were saying. When I find what I'm looking for, when that thing you're talking about said because I start to read to kind of go back, what was the last time I saw it? When was the last time I had it in my hand, and I have to really get myself calmed down for that process to be effective. Or else my mind will say, Yeah, it is a bunch of color without the yard, and you'll lose your keys in the yard and you'll be looking for them in the house, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But when you find what you lost, yeah. what do you do right then? That's a big thing for me. Because used to, if I lost something, first of all, probably something negative. But anyway, when I lost something, the minute I found it, I went on to whatever that that thing was I was doing today when I find whatever it was I lost. I take a second man I take a second to be grateful and to be thankful and, and to to just change my brain chemistry and to be grateful that and, and it's like I know I'm gonna find it. I know it was here. I, I know you know what I'm saying and and what was interesting and I had a prime example the other day. Uh, I was talking to Mona and she called me and she had given me something back in April. And I'm you know, I'm, I'm in such a hurry, I lost it, right? Now, most people would not lose one of these because most people would say, I'm, I'm taking this straight to the bank. And when when she told me, she said, Bill, do you think you can find it?" And I said to her, because I was driving at the time, and I said, well, I got a couple places that I can look and give me a chance to look, and I'll get back to you. So I went to a couple of the places where I put all the things that you should probably sort through right then, but I don't. I put them all in one place to say I'll sort it later. <laughs> so I looked in those two places, and then I went to another place, and I was looking. I was looking in my drawer, and <laughs> and I was and poof, there it was. Yeah. And. and God, man, before I was in the spiritual place, I would have gave up way before. I would have never, yeah. I would have found it 10 years ago when I was cleaning that drawer, 10 years from now when I was cleaning the drawer out. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. And I just want to thank you for sharing that positive thing. Um, so I want to ask you another question. So we kind of got to of the little girl. And so another thing that that is very obvious when dealing with you is that you are incredibly intelligent and and obviously have mastered academia and all of those things. And and why? Why do you think that learning and and not necessarily uh, organized learning, but learning period, why do you think it's so important that people strive to learn more than what they know?
2: Oh, my God. When you learn from others, and like you said, this is not academia, but also when you learn from speaking to someone, being in the store and having a conversation with someone, you know, so many opportunities, you have to be open and ready to receive every day. Every day you have to be open. So that's open to information coming in, because you never know who is the key to that thing you're looking for. Who is that connector on your path? You don't have no description of a connector. You don't know when they're looking and where they're coming. So you always have to be ready. And to be ready is to be open to information coming in. A lot of the things that we feel like if you're going through a hard time and life has just kicked you on the butt time after time after time. Sometimes it's because What you're looking for is not coming in the way you're expecting it for to come or it's not coming from the person that you said it should come from. Okay? If you go challenging and you have a challenge time with your parents, your siblings, you may be making them the answer. It may be your neighbor next door. It may be a total stranger who has been given the compassion for you to help you. So when you take in information, you learn about different things. You don't know all who you are at any age. Only way you can learn more about yourself is to allow different information to come into your experience.
1: Yes. It's just
2: as as simple as you might not know that you like French food until you try French food.
1: Right. Right, right. Right? Absolutely.
2: You, you, until you expand your tongue palette, you have no idea what you like and what you don't like, because the way they make mixed mashed potatoes may be totally different than the way we fix mashed potatoes. You know, in your culture. Absolutely. So you have to be open to information, open to different experiences, and hey, it's okay to try something and find out you don't like it. Right. Yes. It's okay to turn the page and say, "No, that's not for me." But. It's okay to be open up for something that is for you.
1: Yes. And and I know that in recovery, we have a thing, and it's in the um it, it's in our uh, books, but it's contempt prior to investigation. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and a lot of people have contempt prior to investigation based on you know their cultural influences or just based on different things, like you say. And I say, Oh no, I know I wouldn't like that, but I've never tried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or, you know, and and then when you try it, it's very interesting. Or maybe when you were exposed to it the first time, there's a different way to do it, right? Like for me, uh, okra, right? That's right. Or oysters, right? And pride I can ride out with those things you understand what I'm saying in some of their other forms I'm like right so you're absolutely right so Latrinda, obviously and you mentioned it but I want to make sure that our people that we're that are hearing this know about it you were talking about your books so let's talk about your first book and and what what was the impetus for you writing your first book
2: my first book was about my life And the process I had to go through to develop myself more spiritually, the steps I had to go in my faith, um, learning how to be open to change and shifting, and really developing who I am from within. School, everything teaches you so much how to develop from the outside, right? They say go to school, get good grades, you know, you get a job, you do all these things. But you know what? Mm -hmm. Things happen to us that infect us internally. Our society is positioned to help you grow externally. Who deals with the inside? Who deals when you as a child see something that doesn't, you don't understand it happens, but it affects you? And then you have to grow up as an adult and you have to work all these things out. You have to realize why you're not good in relationship. You have to realize why, you know, you got involved in this and this and that. And a lot of it stems from the root of what you experienced as a child, of what was put before you as acceptable behavior. And so that first book was about, let's go deeper. Let me go deeper and show others how to go deeper. For you can live the life you want and you're not living out learned behaviors or generational curses that you're going to continue to allow to, you got to stop. Who's the curse breaker? Who's the person saying, no, this is not my norm. That was my mother and daddy story, but that's not my story. I'm here to live my own life and create the life I desire.
1: Wow. Yes, yes, yes. That is super powerful. And so the name of your first book, remind them of the name of your first book.
2: Download your truth, four steps to living from within.
1: Wow, wow. And those four steps are what?
2: Faith, shifting, focus, and truth. Wow,
1: yes, 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 yes.
2: Yay, y'all heard it. You can't say now
1: that you don't know. That's right. Oh, man, that is so powerful. And your next
2: book, what was the impetus for writing it? Again, that book was from me working with the youth with Rockdale Drug-Free Coalition. I really wanted to step up and be an answer for them as they go through their thought processing. Because everything starts from your thinking. And how can I help youth or others that are going through a hard time, men and women? How can I help you to understand that if you change the way you think about situations, you change your outcome, You change your environment. You change your family. You change your relationship with money. Everything changes based on your thoughts. Wow. Yeah, that is is powerful. When you wake up in the first 20 minutes of the morning, what you tell yourself is very important on how your day is going to go. But I want to add to that. When you go to bed at night, it's the most powerful time to manifest what you want to happen the next day or Mm -hmm. during that week. Because when you go to bed, your subconscious mind takes over. Your conscious mind sleep. So your subconscious mind is that thing when you're in a meeting with someone and you say, I don't belong in this seat, right? Those are those programmings that's working against you. But If you go to bed and say, mm, I'm so grateful Bill called me to be on his show in the morning. I look mm-hmm. forward to sharing with others. Mm-hmm. Right. So I prepare myself for a great show and experience that I have scheduled in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, oh, well, why did Bill call me? I don't have anything to share. Right. Because when you go to bed at night and if you can see yourself acting out how you believe your day. It will continue to manifest. So it's, don't look at all the garbage at night before you go to bed. That's a very powerful time.
0: We are proud partners of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Rockdale-Newton Chapter. NAMI Georgia is an organization of family, friends, and individuals whose lives have been affected by mental challenges. Together, we advocate for better lives for those individuals who have a mental challenge. And we offer support, education, and advocacy as we do so. Please visit the NAMI Georgia website at www.namigeorgia.org. And if you are local to the Rockdale Newton area, we would love to have you join the family. For more information, you can visit www.namirockdalenewton.com or follow their Facebook page at NAMI Rockdale Newton wow that that's super powerful and, and you know for me
1: and you know all of us have to develop a practice and i talk to people about this when i say when when i encourage people to design their recovery and design the way their life's gonna flow instead of just living by accident which i did for a very long time so for me and, and a couple things come to mind and i want our listeners to be able to hear it when i come home in the evening from work it's very important, and, and I used to not do it, so I know how important it is to do it. It's very important that I have some healthy boundaries and step downs from that one modality into another, right? And, and it's very important that I do an inventory so that I can understand what degree of energy I have, what degree of where I'm at, what, where, where my energy is, because I found some years ago, and I was talking with my pastor, and I found that in the evening, I was getting into arguments with people who were close to me, right? And, and, and just really simple arguments, and I'm like, in the evening. And, and I was talking to him about it, and he said to me, you're getting into these arguments because you're trying to have communications, and you're empty. You're out of gas. You're, you're trying to do you're trying to give something and you don't have it and it frustrates you and little things that normally you would transition through now are things that you're grabbing at because you don't have, you're out of gas. If you wait and have that same conversation after you just left the filling station, you'll get a totally different result and, and he was absolutely right. Another thing for me and you were talking about the way you you end your day, and I know that a lot of people, because we got life going on. And, and yes. you know, and, and one of the things that I found out myself being a person in long-term recovery, without my recovery, my life is doesn't work that well anyway. And I need to incorporate my recovery and my life together so they are the same thing, right? And, and I don't get caught up in the terminology. But for me, at the end of that day, and a lot of people just go straight from TV to bed. <laughs> Believe me, we're in a TV phone. A lot of people go to bed and still have their phones, and they're, they're falling until they fall out. And, and what I have found is that between the the ending, the lights out part, and the going to sleep part, I have to do an inventory that makes sure that I don't carry Debris from my day, negative stuff, into my sleep state. Mm-hmm. I have to offload that stuff, and and you know one of the things, the hardest thing about, I don't know if people have ever tried to, I don't know if people have ever moved before. If you ever moved from one house to another house, and you you say, okay, we're getting ready to move, so I need to go through this stuff and throw away everything that we're not taking. How hard it is to throw away things that you haven't even seen in 10 years. (laughs) But I can't throw it away because I'm going to need this, right? So one of the things that I find about negatives in my life, is I'm very attracted to negative things, I got to offload those things. I got to offload that conversation that I had that didn't go well that's in my mind cycling because I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to say to you the next time I see you because I should have said, it you know, all that stuff, the hurt, the things that hurt my feelings, the things that didn't go the way I wanted them to go. I got to turn all that stuff over to God, man. And, and, and when I go to sleep, like you say, there's this automatic process that happens without my consent. because The best things that ever happened in my life happened without my consent, right? And, and when I wake up, For me, I am not waking up to see what's going to happen. I'm waking up to make some things happen. And I realized that while I was asleep, I've gotten some directions and some instructions. And and when I wake up and I do my gratitude piece and really appreciate, and and I, I talk to people all the time and I say, what are the things you're most grateful for? And probably the most popular answer is, well, I'm grateful that I woke up and I'm grateful that I'm breathing, right? And don't get me wrong, I know what that means, but guess what? It's bigger than that for me, right? It's bigger than Maslow's basic thing. To be a change agent, like you said, you said to yourself, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and and, and I'm going to do this thing and I'm looking forward to doing this thing. So that way, when I wake up, it's not like, oh man, what time is it? Oh man, I got to do this show. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because, because I'm lit to yeah. do it.
2: Yeah, and, and I'm
1: designed to do it, and it's my assignment to do it. And if I if that's what it is, then I know it will bear fruit. And, yes. and just knowing that makes it a privilege for me to be there, you know. Yes. But anyway, I, I wanted to, and you were kind of talking about the Drug Free Coalition. So I brought the people out there that don't know what the Rockdale Drug Free Coalition is or what it does.
2: Come on, give them a little information. Sure, the Rockdale Drug Free Community Coalition is in Rockdale County, uh, we promote, we bring awareness, we educate on a prevention for substance abuse use among youth. And we work with the parents to help them know that we're in partnership with them and in the community with our community leaders to keep our community safe, to help our youth make wise decisions, get them involved in activities where they can be community addicts, so they can be agents of change within the community. We have youth that are very passionate about the mental health of their peers. And so we're there in the community to be a resource, to be a partner, to really foster and promote well-being of everyone. Because our children, our youth are a part of all our lives, one way or other, if you have children or not. So we're in the community to really pour into that and to be that great resource. And
1: and you know something? I know a lot of people are very pessimistic. A lot of people are not engaging processes. And as a result of not engaging them, they say there is no process. But really, there's one. You just ain't coming to it. Uh, I'm, I've got to be very, very, very honest. And, and so I'm kind of new here in Rockdale, only been here for a couple of years. And the very one of the very first things that my commissioner told me in being ambitious, she said, I want you to go to the <laughs> that meeting. The, 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 <laughs> I want you to go to that meeting. I want you to tell everybody who you are. So I went just up in the middle of the room and said, my name is Bill and blah, 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 and I'm going to be the blah, blah, blah. And um at that meeting, I met Paula because somebody had told Paula that I was gonna be there, that I didn't even know that I knew I was gonna, but anyway, I met Paula there. I obviously met Michael and met Mona. I had known Mona because Mona is my hero. I'm talking about for real. And and I uh I met a lot of people that were in that room that day that are in that room every day that you have that meeting and I have done some work with you guys and that work really mattered. Yes. That work really mattered. And and a lot of people say they're for you, but they're not really for you. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people that say they are your comrades or confidant or constituent. You know what I'm saying? You got to really understand where people are because everybody ain't for what you're for. Everybody's not for you. And yeah. some people are just fighting the common enemy that you're fighting. You got to make sure you got those categories right because else you will get it. Woo, woo, right? And so in that meeting, and I remember Mona, Mona's spirit really agrees with me. Mm-hmm. and we also speak the na- our native language, <laughs> and, and that's man, that makes you feel real good. Uh, I cannot tell you to what degree Mona has supported me in my work, and I'm not talking see that's the difference between you having to ask somebody for something and somebody asking you, do you need something? There's two totally different paradigms, yeah, right and Mona has reached out to me and said, How can we support your work? Mm-hmm. How can we support your work? And I say that to people all the time. How can I support you? And a lot of times people say, Well, you can do this. I need my yard cut. Can you <laughs> dig a hole over here? <laughs> We're trying to build the thing. Can you hold that up a little bit? You know what I'm saying? And and they get the butter from the duck, right? But rarely do people put that same energy into supporting you. And I just want to say that the Coalition is off the hook. is off the chart. I see what you guys do for the community, in the community, collaborating and organizing and bringing us together consistently yes. in, in in making things happen, putting it up on the billboards and, and and doing marketing that rivals just people saying, "Well, I I think there's one over there." I really admire that and. So I'm gonna ask you another question. I know that at the heart of your work and at your heart, because I hear you say it all the time, are young adults and and and, you know, children and just that whole our our future, (laughs) our future, our legacies, right? And
2: why is that? Why is that?
1: I know part of it's a
2: no-brainer, but why is that for you? I think with the young adults. They're, they're, they're looking for answers. They're searching for answers. And I just I just committed to be one of those positive influences in their lives. As they search for those answers, maybe I can lead and guide them to that which they seek. Yes. Right? I'm not making a decision for them, but leading them in a healthy way to get in touch with who they truly are. The power that lies within them, not outside of them.
0: We would like to thank our leader, Commissioner Dr. Doreen Williams, the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office, along with other numerous partners and stakeholders that are taking the initiative to create change for the Rockdale County recovery community. We know that it takes all parts of a community to carry out this vision, and together we are stronger.
1: Yes. Wow. Yeah, that is that that's that's big stuff. Latrinda. Uh, so I guess my next question is, what's next? Okay, so you've got the books, you've got the you got the so when's
2: the movie coming out? I, I mean what is yeah, who's playing you in the movie? I don't know, but you know, I think that I'm in a great space to do something great and big with our youth. Um, we're working on some deterra deactivation campaigns with our youth right now, and just being a resource for them as they transition to college. I think we're going to do something with those who are seeking to go to college or trade school, um, being that sport and guidance to them. But who knows what's next for Latranda? We're going to just no. keep going as inspiration hits, you know, open it up to not, you know, youth is my, my passion, but, you know, I've worked a long time with with counseling and helping men and women. And that's always a passion because it's never too late to change. It's never too, we're always learning, we're always growing. And so we're gonna see where this path leads me.
1: (laughs) Okay, that that is super powerful. And so as you know, and the people out there in Radio Land that heard our last radio show probably know, but I'm gonna say it again. Grit and Grace, which is a recovery community organization and addiction recovery support center is opening up at 1400 Parker Road. We went live September 1st. We had done a couple little things over there prior to, but we're going going live, and we're having a listening session on the 16th, and that's at 6 o'clock in the evening, and we really need everybody that moves and shakes to come into that room. I'll make sure that we get that information out to you guys so that y'all can shoot it out to everybody because you guys have that extensive mailing list. But what that is designed to do, I want to bring people into the center in its, while it's in its infancy, and we're going to put white papers up on the board, and we're going to ask some questions, and I need to get everybody's feedback about what can grit and grace do for them for their organization, for them personally. This is a space for our community. This is a space, the purpose of this space is to do what people need it to do for them. It's not, and we don't, everything we do is free. Let me put that out there. We don't charge for anything that we do. So for all the people that are throwing rocks at us, we don't even charge, Vince. <laughs> It's not like this is some Fortune 500, this is the big scam, you know what I mean? It's free, you know, so it can't be that big a scam. We're putting together some transportation concepts, so I need to know from people who you need to get where, and where should we have vans go to, and when should those vans be there, et cetera, et cetera. also want to let people know that we got a space that we're going to outfit so that it's nice and it's comfortable and aesthetically pleasing and all that because we got Tanisha and all y'all gifted people. So if it was me, there'll be one big room with a pool table, a big screen TV and food. But but anyway, I um I want to make sure that we have a place where people can come and they can live, learn, grow, right? Love, right? And enjoy themselves. Because it can't all be about uh, grind, you know, it's gotta be a place where we can have movie night or we can have spade tournaments, or we can have whatever that is, or we can have spiritual, there's no restriction. Like, you know, we're we're doing treatment, you can't have God here, you know, we're going to have whatever it is that feeds us, the whole us, the multidimensional us. And so, and hopefully we will have workshops with Latrinda George teaching us how to do the four pillars of blah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so those are the things, and that's kind of what we're doing the trend that we would love for you to do a workshop over there on whatever you wanted to do, those type of events. We would love to do something to support our young adults, to have something for them. Because, you know, they're at the very heart of what I do as well. Because I would, the, my worst nightmare is for a young adult to live the life I lived when I was a young
2: adult. Yes, yes.
1: And, and um, because by the time I was 13, I already had a dope habit. I was mm-hmm. already shooting dope. I was already shooting people. And, and that was a just a tragic thing. Because like I said, when I was a little boy, I wanted to be James Cagney.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. There you go. And so there you go. The power of manifestation and the power yeah. of messaging. And I said, look, Ma, I'm on top of the world. <laughs> what I didn't realize is he was standing on top of a petroleum tower, <laughs> right? <laughs> and he shot it. That can't work out well. You know what I mean? So I think they didn't show that part, right? And all because he didn't want to go back to jail. We could have got him in a program. You feel me? You understand what I'm saying? So that's why my programs are for Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Because everybody has, there's got to be some place for everybody to go. Yes. Um, Every week I go into the jail and I'm working with those guys in the jail. and, And you would be surprised the outpouring and you would be surprised at the type of support that they give me. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bill, man, when you're coming back, man, we love it, Mr. Bill, because you're keeping it real. You know, it it you can't have a fake solution to a real problem. It's got to be real and it's got to be true, you know. And and I know that's intersects oh. with some of those oh, cool yeah. foundational things, because I'll never forget them because the trend is saying, but if it's real and it's true, we're on the right path. Yeah. You know, so I say that to say this. Before we go, what message do you have? I know there are a lot of people out there that are going to hear the sound of this. Um, I know shout out to Hurricane Maine and Category 10 Entertainment. Shout out to all of our partners out there. Shout out to Chad and them over at Viewpoint. Shout out to uh, Dennis and them over at the jail. Uh, Shout out to Lester, man, wherever you're out there, your patrol car, shout out to you, man. Uh, Shout out to our co-responders. We're looking forward to having to sit down with them. We got people that are rolling with the police so that we can kind of uh, address mental health challenges in real time in situations that don't necessarily have to end up being criminal because sometimes they're clinical. And giving all of our partners more options, more options is better than no options or less options. And so a lot of times in the absence of facts, people make up their own. And in the absence of choices, people make some very poor choices because that's the only ones that are at their fingertips. So we're striving to do something, something. Do something. And sometimes something is better than nothing. So anyway, Trinda, what message do you have for all the people out there that are gonna hear
2: the sound of your voice? Think the best? Let go the rest, be true to yourself and you will manifest your desires, period.
1: Yay, there you go. Y'all heard it from her, of George. Anyway, Tanisha, can you tell everybody how they can get this message?
0: I want to thank everyone. For another week. And as always, um, I like to encourage everyone to create positive connections and to stay connected with us. How you do that, you can do that by visiting our website. Our website is rockdalesteppingup.com. And if you go to that website, go to the bottom of that page, there's a little Stay Connected tab. If you click on that Stay Connected tab, it takes you to a library of our monthly newsletters. In each of our newsletters, you get a message from Commissioner Doreen Williams called the Commissioner's Corner. You also um, get a message from a person in recovery who is called the champion of recovery. Um, And that is a person in recovery who is telling their recovery story. And um, we highlight them as a symbol of hope. Also, we have our Champions of Change. Those are our partners in recovery who are making a positive change in the world around them. We have several different recovery resources, apps and announcements. Um, Just like all of the announcements and events that we spoke to you about today, all of those um, are listed in our monthly newsletter. And we always want to invite you to follow Grit and Grace on all of their social media platforms listed on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under Grit and Grace, RCO. And also, if you enjoyed our show today, if you want to keep hearing messages just like these, tune in every Wednesday at 12 noon and Thursdays at 1 p.m. to Category 10 ENT on the HisHop Network. Also, if you cannot tune in on those days or at those times, uh, we do have a podcast that's listen, listed on seven different platforms. We're on Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and iTunes, which is Apple Podcasts. So y'all keep coming back. Okay,
1: Janisha, thank you very, very, very much. And anyway, like we were saying before, y'all come on out and join us for Recovery Month. Come out and celebrate. Come out and enjoy. Come out. Just come out. Get out the house. Come out to see what recovery looks like. We are what recovery looks like. Anyway, with that being said, Janisha, thank you. Thank everybody for all of our listeners out there in Radio Land. And we're going to see
0: y'all soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in and feeding your recovery with another episode of the Recovery Hour. Remember that you can stay connected with us by following us on Facebook and Instagram, at grit and grace rco or just keep coming back every wednesday at 12 noon until then and as always cherish the chips you hold